Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of the Brand Builder Show. Uh, I'm here with my namesake, Ben. Uh, great name. Uh, great to have you here, Ben. Uh, ben is the founder of Privy, which is a journey which we'll get into. Uh, but thanks so much for joining us on the show today, Ben. Great to have you here. Yeah, I'm psyched to be here, Ben. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm excited to dive into your journey and, uh, and the tactics that we're going to talk about in the world of list building, brand building, and uh, there's going to be lots of uh, nuggets, I'm sure, in here for lots of, uh, lots of people. So uh, just give us a bit of background before we dive too quickly into it, Ben, about your journey with e-commerce, with Privy, um, bring us up to speed with where you're at now. Yeah, so Privy today is uh, one of the leading uh, marketing automation solutions for Shopify brands. Uh, mm-hmm. We also serve big commerce and Wix commerce, but mostly Shopify today, we've got over a hundred thousand Shopify stores that are actively using Privy uh, to grow their customer base and, and drive more sales. So the platform itself uh, spans across like things on your website that help you convert more. We call that our conversion suite, things like pop-ups and spin wheels and dynamic shipping bars, all that. We've got an email marketing suite and uh, we recently rolled out a text marketing suite as well. So uh, known for working with small to mid-sized brands. Uh, and I started the business uh, 10 years ago. 10 years ago, wow, I didn't realize it had been that long. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, yeah. What made you decide to start it? Um, I was naive and, and thought I could start a company, you know? Um, no, <laughs> I, um, so, both of my parents, I don't know if you can see these logos back here, but both of my parents had their own small businesses mm-hmm. and I was a little technical. So studied engineering in college and they were like, oh, Ben, you, you know, computers, like build me a website. What's, what's Google ads? What's email marketing? And so I just kind of was like doing this stuff for them. And I realized, wow, you know, they, they actually want me to teach them how to do it themselves and have tools that let them do that as opposed to uh, buying, I mean, spending on, you know, big agencies to kind of execute work. So I thought, wow, you know, love my parents. Now they're in their 70s. Back then they were in their 60s. If their appetite is to adopt self-service marketing technology, then there's a huge shift coming where, you know, the next generation of small business owners that, you know, is a bit younger and digital native by age is going to absolutely want that stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, that was kind of the original genesis, a, a set of tools that let them kind of capture leads and run promotions themselves. Uh, and, you know, we didn't really start an e-commerce at the time, but uh, obviously we, we pivoted the business and only f- support e-commerce now. Um, so from 2015, I think it was until uh, today, uh, it's been all about supporting Shopify, big commerce and Wix businesses. Nice. Yeah, that's great. So you had a bit of a team built up before you launched into e-commerce. I imagine there's a lot of coding development, that kind of stuff that needed to be done. Yeah, yeah. We were uh, about five people when we first launched e-commerce, myself and developers. So raised a little bit of money. That's a whole journey. Um, And then we we grew the team. We we focused on uh, using that round to get to uh, profitability, which we did. Uh, and then we realized, wow, you know, the business is really humming uh, and we have a once in a lifetime opportunity to do something really massive in a space mm-hmm. that's growing quickly. So we did raise a, a series A of funding um, and then we built the, the business to about you know, 100 people 
uh, and ended up selling to Attentive, the leader in SMS marketing. Yeah, incredible story. And, you know, you mentioned you've got 100,000 users. That's that's incredible, you know, in a software space as well. That's, that's something real special. Um, so I imagine there's lots of people that are interested in buying it. Obviously, we want to talk about tactics for e-commerce, but yeah. entrepreneurs always want to hear about, uh, you know, exit stories. So um, yeah. what uh, what was it? Is, it? is it an easy decision to, to sell at that time? You know, we ended up getting a few offers, and I was very thankful about that. Um, you know, it's funny, before we chose Attentive, we had a very baseline integration with them, and we saw our biggest customers were actually moving from Privy to Attentive, and we thought, oh, wow, that's interesting. Um, and the, the CEO of Attentive, amazing guy, uh, just said to me, hey, like, we want to buy the company. Um, we're going to give you all the resources in the world. So, so for me, I don't have to think about fundraising anymore, which is not something that I love. Um, and I get to focus on small businesses, which is what I started this company for. Um, and you know, there was going to be no pressure to move upstream to larger enterprises. And so, um, the offer from attentive was a great one. Uh, and, uh, it's been a year now, pretty much almost a year. And like, I'm having fun, more fun than I was before the acquisition, you know? Yeah. And you're sticking around long term with Privy? Yeah. Yeah. I'm here, man. I mean, you know, what I realize is like, it's incredibly hard to build a business. Uh, I, I love our customer. I love solving more problems for the customers that we have. And uh, I, I see a lot of opportunity ahead for us. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Well, congratulations on a, a great journey. And, you know, 10 years, it's... Uh, it was a lot of hard work involved there, so no, yeah. congrats. Thanks. Um, good. Let's talk some tactics then, because you are, uh, as you've already alluded to, in the trenches every day, helping people with the topic of our discussion today, which is uh, growing audiences, uh, marketing, etc., uh, etc. Et and I think it's a really important conversation for a lot of our audience because a lot of them would be predominantly Amazon sellers, and we're trying to really uh, build out this knowledge base of becoming brand builders, building you know brands on Amazon. Of, of course, that's a great traffic source, and we, we certainly still subscribe to that method. But also, you know, diversifying off of Amazon, growing um, you know lists, assets, all that kind of stuff. Uh, so if you were in a room with an Amazon seller that was only selling on Amazon right now, why would you describe to them uh, or what would you say to them is the importance of building a, a customer list? Yeah, there's very few things on the internet that you as a business owner can own. Yeah. Right. Uh, I think if anyone's ever found themselves getting, you know, a warning email from Amazon or getting delisted from Amazon, um, you may already kind of have that fire in your, your belly, but um, really the only three things as a brand that you can own on the internet are your website, your email list, and your SMS list, right? Facebook owns your followers, um, Amazon owns your customers, uh, and you know, same for Etsy and other marketplaces. It doesn't mean you shouldn't sell there. Those are fantastic places to get distribution. Uh, and jumpstart a profitable business. Uh, but at the end of the day, if your goal is to build a long-term brand, you need to figure out how to tell that story, how to build real relationships with customers that no one can take away from it. And that's why I think it's so important, right? Because we've seen over the last few years, like, you know, 
part of this was the Apple issue with Facebook, right? Like Facebook's getting more expensive. Yes, Even yes. Google's getting more expensive, right? I, and actually, I don't even know what, what's happening on Amazon, but I, I imagine it's a similar story. It's getting harder to stand out. Yeah. And so like at the end of the day, the, the things that you can control are like content that drive people to your website and help you get mm -hmm. found and how you engage uh, a customer list through email or SMS or both. Yeah. No, that's it's so true. Uh, and you're right. PPC costs, you know, cost per click is up, uh, you know, sort of 30 percent in the last sort of 12 to 18 months. So, um, you know, that is, of course, a, a concern and I think needs to be a, a factor in this decision for people. But, but obviously the challenge for Amazon sellers often is like, well, I get all of these customers that come to my listing every day and I, all I have to do is make sure I'm ranking for these keywords and, and the customers keep coming. So, uh, you know, why would I put all of this work in? Because there is work in setting it up. Um, but in a way of trying to maybe incentivize them, um, what do you typically see with, with your clients? Is there a figure you can put to, you know, if you've got X amount of people on your list, you should be making X amount of money. Are there any studies, case studies you do like that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, we've got a lot of data, right? We've helped our brands, you know, collect uh, about a, a half a billion uh, email addresses. Uh, uh, I thought you were going to say dollars, million, uh, billion dollars. But that's no, no, email like, addresses. over seven billion dollars in sales wow. through through Privy Campaign. So, you know, we definitely have the data there, um, and and certainly now that we've added our email marketing solution, we see like revenue per send too. So. Mm -hmm. You know, a single lead on your email list for a D2C business should generate $30 in sales each year, wow. at, at, at least. So that's, you know, not all of the contacts on your list are going to buy from you, right? I think everyone, you know, hopefully understands that. But that's the value of every single lead that you generate, right? Wow. And then for each kind of Let's say you send a, a newsletter or a, a promotion, like for each of those, you should expect to generate at least $500. That's the data that we see in our platform. Yeah. Is that so, a certain list size? Um, no, that's just cr across all our customers, right? And, and again, we serve small business, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, obviously we've got uh, businesses that you know, are making tens of thousand dollars on, on every send. Uh, we have also customers that make one order on a, on a send to, you know, 50 people and they're psyched about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Good stuff. Okay. So, uh, you know, a seller, uh, uh, an e-com brand owner that wants to start growing their list, growing this asset, uh, what are the first things that someone should be thinking of in order to start down this process? Yeah, I would step back one level. What I would say is, Amazon is Amazon. You're getting traffic. People are searching. You know, you've got customers hitting your, your listing. That's great. On your D2C site, you need to think about how you're going to build sustainable traffic to your store, right? How once you have that traffic, you're going to convert it into an email lead or an SMS lead. And then the third thing is, as you build that list up, how you get them back to the site to buy either for the first time or repeat sales, right? So that's kind of like, I don't care what your business is, but if you're selling D2C on Shopify or something like that, like that's the kind of equation that you need to figure out. From a content, like from a traffic perspective, if you have, you know, profit or budget from your Amazon business, you could give it a jump start 
by buying Instagram ads, by buying TikTok ads, stuff like that, doing some influencer stuff. That absolutely could be a path if you're in business and you've got budget. If you're not, you got to do it the old fashioned way, mm-hmm. right? And we, Ben, we were just talking about this before the show. Um, you know, I, I tweet a lot. I don't remember the specific tweet, but a tweet that I did a year ago about, you know, 12 months from now, you're going to wish that you were investing in SEO and organic content and you are, and it's now driving sales for your business. Like that is what everyone listening needs to understand. Right. So I I think if I was trying to jumpstart a D to C business cold right now, what I would do is as the founder, I would start writing a blog post or two a week Mm -hmm. about the target customer that I have. Right. In your case, it was STEM toys, right? Science, technology, engineering, and math, right? Um, very niche. That's the beauty of content for D2C is like, it should be niche. Um, and you're not going to see a sale from that blog post when you publish it today. But if you get in the rhythm as a founder of publishing content regularly, and I, I'm, I'm here with a podcast and I've seen what it's done for my own business. Mm it's amazing what will happen in six to 12 months. It's really true. And that traffic will keep coming. So that's one. The other is we, leave, we live in a visual world, right? So like every, every one of your customers, I guarantee is either on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or Snapchat or something, right? And so you as a founder need to figure out how you're going to get in front of those people. Is it you know, funny videos about your product? Is it educational videos about your product? Is it just you as the founder doing behind the scenes about building a business, right? Um, or is it, you know, finding real creators that like have an audience of your target customer, but you need a strategy for traffic. That's not what we're gonna focus on today. I think we should we should talk about list building and yeah, a couple plays that, that I really wanna make sure everyone understands, but Um, once you get traffic to your store, then it's about converting them, right? In a perfect world, a visitor will end up ordering, right? I think if you launched, if you're live and you look at your analytics, you realize that's really not how it works. And, you know, for every hundred people who hit your site, two, maybe three of them we'll make an order, two or 3% website conversion to order, right? There's sites that do better than that, that's fine, you know, uh, but that's probably what you'll see. So the question then becomes, okay, if, you're, if you have any success driving traffic to your store, what are you doing to build that relationship because you know that this person's gonna leave, most likely, without making an order? And so, that's where list building comes in. And I think list building, its reputation comes and goes every couple of years. Right now, list building's hot again because of all the changes in Facebook. But a lot of people hate pop-ups. They hate the term pop-up. But my data on our platform shows that lots and lots of people put their email in in exchange for an offer in exchange for learning more because they're not ready right now. They'll even put in a phone number uh, to to learn about you more through text. So, um, and 
in the data that I shared, you know, the 500 million email addresses, like that's real, right? 7 billion in sales from those contacts, like that's very real. So um, I think pop-ups got a, a rap because, you know, if people think of them as like, there's no targeting, right? So what I wanna make sure on this episode is that anyone listening understands that the approach and strategy that I recommend after 10 years in this space for list building is very similar to what a lot of the gurus talk about for email marketing. Mm. And it's all about segmentation. And if you take that same level of segmentation that you're thinking about for like email automation flows, and you think about your website traffic with that same lens, like that's where the magic of list growth comes in. And I'll give you an example, right? Um, you bought an Instagram ad and someone clicked. So you just paid to bring this customer to your store. They've, you know, uh, added something to cart, you know, maybe it's 50 bucks, whatever. And technology helps you detect that they have 50 bucks in the cart and they're leaving and they came from a paid ad. You have no idea who that person is. You won't be able to send them your fancy email automation, right? So like that combination of uh, value in the cart, mm. um, maybe number of visits, has not ordered before, came from a paid ad, mm. I'm gonna get really aggressive and show that person an exit intent pop-up if they meet those segmentation criteria. And we call that a cart saver, right? So cart savers, you know, they'll convert about 10% of people that are abandoning cart into a lead. Huge value there. That's just like one simple example of a really targeted pop-up that I think every single store should be running and probably one or 2% of them are because, you know, they're, they're not thinking strategically about less growth. Yeah. Yeah, and that's yeah. one of the reasons I a loved your content. B, you know, became a user of Privy. Like we we use it, as I've said to you, and the, the, a big part of why I loved it so much and didn't use just another, you know, because there, you know, are other solutions out there, right? But where Privy excels, I think, is in that segmentation, and you can only show pop-ups when someone scrolls a certain amount of, the, you know, been on site for a certain amount of time, exit intent, all of those things. Like you say, I think. I came into uh, you know trying to build out a D2C site thinking oh, pop-ups do we really want those do we want to be that kind of brand and you know you have helped me through your, you know your great podcast as well uh, educate me on actually this uh, it doesn't have to be a spammy thing it doesn't have to be a bad user experience and as you said you know the the stats show that it does convert well yeah i mean that's awesome that you listen to the podcast i wasn't sure if anyone does um, <laughs> don't be so humble i'm just kidding i'm kidding million visitors a day i'm kidding i'm <laughs> kidding but um yeah I, no look i i agree i i think uh someone just tweeted yesterday or two days ago how much they hate pop-ups mm. and it was like a huge threat like everyone was piling on mm. but those same people are the ones touting retention marketing through email and sms so my question to the group is like what the what is your list growth strategy yeah. if you're not willing to to kind of put an offer in front of your customer that will help you as the business capture the lead it's just um it's amazing and i have even customers that have kind of 
boomeranged over the years um, that started with us, had tremendous success with like really targeted list growth efforts, shut them all down, and they're back a few years later, and their biggest problem is that they need to grow their list. And so I, I think the best time to get some of these uh, systems in place on top of your website, I'm not even shilling Privy. Like Privy's got a great free plan. It's awesome. I, I just, there's, a, there's a, lot of, a lot of great ways to do this. But like, mm. even if you get 100 visitors to your site a month, get a welcome pop-up in place for new visitors. Get a cart saver in place for non-subscribers that have money in the cart that are leaving right at a minimum and then just have the confidence that as you grow your traffic six months from now or 12 months from now you've got some of the right like website funnel stuff in place and there's a lot more examples of great targeted plays that you can do on your site but you know those are the two kind of absolute basic ones that i would get started on any single e-commerce yeah. site no, that's good. And then for, for the welcome pop-up, what are you seeing as the best converting offer? Yeah, so that's a, that's a good topic. So let's dive into that. So when you have a pop-up or any type of form that you put in front of a consumer, there are certain things that uh, impact the conversion rate of that, right? Hands down, the offer is the thing that impacts it most, right? So yes, design matters yes targeting matters but at the end of the day it's what's in it for me as a consumer and so we've found uh there's really three types of or categories of forms that that we see the first is what we just call a sign up and that's like hey um join our list and you'll be the first to get news and updates right almost like what you see at the the footer of a website right <laughs> where there's not, nothing really in it for them. That, you should be converting about 1% of people that see it, Yeah. okay? Uh, and that's like a fine thing, that like, but it can be much stronger than that. The next is a true offer, right? So that's join our list and get X, and X could be a code for 10%, it could be $5 off, it could be free shipping uh, on your, your first order. Uh, if you're doing something like that, the strength of the offer itself obviously will drive the sign-up rate, uh, but you should be targeting a benchmark of 5% sign-up rate there. Then the third category is a little bit more kind of uh, aggressive, and it's like what we call enter to win, or you know, it could be like a spin the wheel, um, which we offer, and you've seen all that stuff. But um, that's where you see sign-up rates kind of climb well above 10%. Um, and they're great you know we we uh, just saw some data from the team that um those like spin wheels will collect about five times more uh signups than on average across all privy customers than uh, a pop-up however a, a lot of that is a little bit lower quality from a lead perspective so i think you know that's kind of a framework and, and what i like to tell people is like if you're super anti-discount for your brand start with a sign up right no discount if you realize, oh, I'm driving revenue from email and you'd like to have a bigger email list, turn that sign up into an offer for 10%. Start small, yep. right? 10% off code if you're a first time customer. Watch that sign up rate grow. Watch your revenue from email grow. 
and then say, okay, what other opportunities do I have to either increase the signup rate or find more targeted, you know, groups of people that look alike on my website to get in front of. That's good. Yeah, no, that's very helpful. A good breakdown for people, I think. But the key, obviously, is just getting started. Get started with something because too many people are, you know, uh, missing the opportunity. And, uh, you know, so key is yeah. getting started. Yeah, I think the, the, it's very common. And this is not a crack. I love all founders and operators. It's hard stuff. But the most common thing I see is that a brand will, will have spent money and time setting up like all these automated email flows. And then similarly on their paid traffic, they're spending a lot of money on paid and you know different retargeting funnels and this and that. And so like you're driving traffic, you've got great nurturing, but you've got this huge gap in the middle because you're doing nothing to convert that traffic into leads. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, quick tech question, which is slightly off the beaten path here, but you mentioned the email opt-in in the footer of Shopify. Um, is it, what do your customers tend to do with that? Do they tend to then like somehow set up it? Because we've not found a way to sync that to your list. It's all in Shopify, but there must be ways to do that, right? Yeah, so, so a few things. Like if you are using Privy, any contact that lands in Shopify will land in a platform like Privy That's too, good. just so you know. Um, however, a lot of our kind of advanced customers, what they do over time is they replace that footer form with a privy embed form. We have an embedded form style. And the reason for that is you can kind of create some of the, the, ma the same magic that happens after someone completes a privy form. So uh, as an example, maybe after they put their you know, email in, in the footer, you want to reveal a coupon code. You want that code to be unique to that person, right? Um, or you want to drive them to, you know, like your social page after. Like you can customize the thank you page versus like, you know, traditional, you know, templated embedded form. Like there's no control over those, those yeah. types of things. Okay, cool. Good stuff. No, that's, yeah, that's helpful. Um, once a customer begins to grow their list, uh, what should they do with it? What you shouldn't do is wait until Black Friday to send your first email. <laughs> you know, which like, yeah. there's a lot of people listening that, that probably laugh and like, they've been there and I, I've been there with customers. Um, I think the first thing you, you need to do, uh, there's, there's like four automated emails that I, uh, every e-commerce business needs, right? The first is what we call a welcome series. So, you just did a great job capturing that lead. Have a series of three emails that welcomes them, that tells the story of the, the product or the brand. Yeah. The second email, uh, you know, maybe you're, you're showing some reviews, some social proof, or some more information about the product. The third email, maybe there's a code, uh, or maybe you promised that in the sign up and you've got it. So have a welcome series in place. Right. Um, the, the next uh, is cart abandonment. Everyone look at your Shopify analytics. You're going to see it. You're going to be like, what the hell is going on? Everyone abandons their carts. This is normal behavior. You should expect about 60 to 70, maybe even more percent of people that add to cart never make it to checkout. And that's fine. But 
have a cart saver pop-up and then have a, a, a two, maybe three email cart abandonment series. The first of that series, what I recommend is super simple, just like a plain text almost, doesn't need to be full of images from the founder. Hey, I'm Ben, I'm the founder of this store. I noticed you were looking at products ABC. Did you have any questions about those? I'd be happy to answer for you, nice. right? Start there. Then the second one of that abandoned cart series, what I'd recommend is a code. Hey, you know, we, we saved your cart. Uh, you know about supply chain issues. I don't know, in, inventory is limited. Um, here's a code for, you know, 10% off your first order. Um, and it's good for 24 hours. And then again, you know, the, like at the mat, we call it our magic uh, cart reminder block. It'll show them what's in the cart. And then the third is just a follow-up one more day later. Uh, hey, the code expires tonight sort of thing. So that's classic, simple. Don't need to put too much thought into it. Have that. And then you've got stuff going out after, right? Post-purchase. Send a, a confirmation. Uh, it's easy to do in any platform. Uh, when you, it's all, like post-purchase, but also one after fulfillment too. Yep. Um, the fulfillment trigger. And then from there, like, so those are, that's actually three. Um, and then just like get yourself in a rhythm of sending at, like ideally twice, three, four times a month, but like it's gotta be at least once a month. Send some, something. Are you launching a new product, right? Is it, are you doing a Father's Day sale, a Mother's Day sale? Is there a holiday coming up that is in some way related to your brand? Like keep your list warm even outside of the automation yeah that's really good really helpful you uh talked to me about uh, obviously with attentive acquiring privy attentive being very strong in sms marketing you guys are obviously leaning a lot more as are many other people right it's, it's quite a, a you know there's a, a buzz topic sms marketing how have you sort of integrated that into the privy experience and, and again what are you seeing as like the best uh, use cases for that with your clients? Yeah. So what, what we have seen is that there's still a tremendous amount of people that haven't uh, done a great job implementing email, the foundation of email marketing for their business. So I think that's, that's the core. That's where I would start if I was starting a brand. What we're starting to see is that there are pockets of your customer base that want more and maybe they check email less right uh, but everyone you know when when was the last time you didn't look at a text message you got right uh, versus your email inbox uh, so what we're starting to see is that there's a probably a subset of your customer base maybe your top 10 percent uh most loyal that prefers text um, and then uh, th as, as a business, one of the cool things is like, I'll, I'll share some stats on email marketing, a great, you know, benchmark for email marketing is about 20% of people that you send to will open it about one to 3% will click it, right? Click something. Mm -hmm. And so with text, it's very different. I, you can't, platforms don't know open rates, but I think it's safe to assume 98, 99%. Yeah. Look at the text. But the click rates that we're seeing are easily over 10% clicks. Yeah. 
And, and so, and it happens fast, right? Within minutes of the text going out. So um, that's like what's so amazing about text. And originally we weren't sure when we were just getting into it for our clients, like, you know, with, with email, you need a list of 10,000, 20,000, 1,000. Like you need some scale because open rates are lower and clicks are lower. But with text, it's so different. Right. I, we, we just had a, a, a great story of a customer um, that was hesitant about text, but was like, all right, I'll just try it. I love Privy. You know, I trust these guys. Um, they built their list to 28 contacts, 28. They sent their first text and they drove $800 in sales to 28 textable contacts. So the, the revenue per subscriber is significantly higher for text than it is for email. And you should expect that the list is smaller and more intimate. So, you know, whereas I said, uh, you know, you should be doing four uh, regular kind of broadcast email sends a month to your list and then the automated ones with text, I think, you know, you got to be a little bit more careful. Um, you can't be as like, uh, frequent with it, but the results are stronger candidly. Yeah. I'll be honest. That was my concern with, um, because we build a lot, quite a lot of leads through our, like a post purchase, uh, mini chat flow that we have. And one of the options in there is to integrate SMS signups. And I haven't done it yet because I am, you know, my maybe limiting belief is that, you know, texting customers is a little bit spammy, but it's similar to email pop-ups, right? You know, limiting beliefs and... Yeah, it's such a great um, a great thing to, to talk about here for a sec because I, I'm getting the same pushback that I got when I first started educating customers around list growth mm. that I, I'm getting that like, oh, I don't want to put a pop-up on my site. Like, I, I would never want to hit a pop-up. It's the same thing for text and usually when that's the reaction, but the platform data that we see shows people are opting in, people are not un unsubscribing from text, and people are clicking and buying from text. Like that's where I say, okay, that's the opportunity for brand owners because, you know, maybe for some of the people listening, like maybe you should only be doing SMS for your customer list, you know? Um, so I, I think it's an opportunity. It's early in this new marketing channel. The rules are stricter. You can't like mess around um, with opt-ins. And, you know, if you end up using Privy for text, we handle all of that for you. But like smaller list, it's going to be more engaged. It will drive more revenue. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, I know you're, you're super busy. And I said about half an hour and we've kind of gone over that. So I want to honor your time um, and, uh, and kind of draw things to a close as much as I've got. A billion other questions I could ask you. Um, you've kind of already answered the question for us in everything you've alluded to. But if someone is looking to get started with growing the list on Shopify, etc., uh, why is Privy in your eyes the best solution for doing it? Yeah, um, Privy started with a focus on website conversion, mm. and that means that for about eight years before we got into email, the only thing that we did was list growth and website conversion. And so that means we approach it with a similar level of science uh, to the big marketing automation companies and what they did with like 
how to engage a list. And uh, what that means is we've got way more functionality, way more segmentation than everyone else. Uh, but for me, the point of pride about Privy is that even with the free plan, you're going to get live chat from a real rep at Privy that will respond to you during business hours in a minute or less. And like, that's what Privy's about, even if you're on the free plan, because of the roots I have in small business, we're here to help, not with soft, not just with software, but with the education. And that's a big part of the brand. And after our acquisition by Attentive, we just continue to double down on that same differentiator. Yeah. And I can personally vouch uh, your, your customer service is great because we had a, nice. an issue a while back and uh, they just kind of sold it for us straight away. So Awesome. Yeah, awesome. Good. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Ben, for coming on. We really appreciate you sharing all of the info that you have and your insight on this. Uh, if people do want to check out Privy, what's the, where's the best place to go? Yeah, privy.com, P-R-I-V-Y.com. Or if you're on Shopify, just search for us in the App Store. It's the easiest uh, install experience that way. Uh, and if you like this sort of tactic stuff, I do a daily podcast uh, on growing D2C businesses. It's called E-Commerce Marketing School. Yeah, highly recommend uh, checking that podcast out, guys. It's uh, just super actionable content. You do like real short episodes as well. Just like, yeah, they're, they're like mo most are five to ten minutes, um, yeah. and then you know we do some interviews, like an interview or two a week as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm so used to. I've had to adjust to your uh, speed of speech because I listen to all your podcasts on two X. So <laughs> I know I talk like, much slower. <laughs> That's no, great. No, no. But no, it's good. Highly recommend that, guys. Uh, ben knows what he's talking about. Get some great guests on and uh, love everything that Privy are doing. So please, please do check it out. And again, I can highly, highly vouch for Privy on your Shopify store. It's a great uh, tool. There's a great free plan as well. There's, it's a very generous free plan to get you started. So um, thanks, Ben, for coming on. We really appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks, Ben. Awesome, guys. Awesome, hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you have, of course, please do give the show a like. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe. Uh, if you're on podcast platforms, and do leave us a review. Wherever you're listening, we really appreciate it. And we'll see you in another episode next week.